Hello, and welcome back to the Wishing You All podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Amy Albero, founder of Revive Center for Wellness. And I'm Catherine Van Eyck. We're both licensed therapists and wellness enthusiasts. We know how overwhelming it can be to figure out how to navigate your wellness journey. So each episode, we hope to bring all of the pieces together to help you figure out what fits best for you. This week on Wishing You Well, Amy and I are going to be talking about trusting yourself, what gets in the way of us trusting ourselves, what trusting ourselves even looks like, and of course, how to build self-trust. But first, we have some announcements. Have you been catching up on our Reactivity TV? We have been giving all of our therapists perspectives on whatever hot show is out. Every week, Catherine and I are sharing about our therapist takes on shows like Succession, You, The Bachelor, and so much more. Yeah, there's a lot of TV out there and a lot for us to cover. So we're always looking for suggestions on what show we could cover next. Because, I mean, there's so many places we can go. There's Mm -hmm. so many stories out there. There's so many, there's so much out there on TV. So we do want you to let us know what show you want us to give our therapist reactions to by emailing us at wishingyouwell at revivecfw.com. Yes, we want to hear from you. And with that being said, we also want to hear from you in terms of what you are thinking of our show, of this episode, of of any of our episodes. So do give us a rating or a review. We really, really appreciate the feedback. It helps us know what to discuss here on Wishing You Well and helps get the word out to our audience and broaden our audience and also giving us a follow, a rating, review, subscribing, sharing with a friend, all of that goes a really, really long way. And we really appreciate it. But with that being said, let's get into this episode. Living, living, and put together. We feel it. Take care, Take care of, of ourselves. ourselves. Okay, so we're talking about trusting yourself, trusting ourselves. Sounds sounds like a good a good thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a great thing to be. It sounds like a great skill. Mm-hmm. But it also sounds kind of aspirational. Like trust mm-hmm. yourself. Like when we were talking about self love, mm-hmm. it's kind of like sounds that like same an, thing. Like a little quote you might see on mm-hmm. the internet, mm-hmm. on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You should go and trust yourself. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And and it's funny. I was just like polling people, like our colleagues. I even asked my husband about like self-trust and like, what what does it mean? Like, wh- how do you do it? What does it look like? And it had literally everybody like scratching their head, typing it into Google. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a little stumped quite stumped. (laughs) And for something that's, I mean, it sounds really important. I guess we'll get into like whether or not it is actually important and how Mm -hmm. important it really is. But like, I I guess, how do you view self-trust like, or trusting yourself? I guess those are the same things. Yeah. I mean, I see it as like how we talk about a lot of things that it's a process and that it's not somewhere you just land and all of a sudden now you are never going to have any doubt and now you're never going to have any any kind of criticism or anything like that like it's a long process of you putting in effort to to trust yourself mm-hmm. and that i mean we can get into like the details of like how to actually get there but i just don't see it as some somewhere that you all of a sudden get to one day mm-hmm. which like can sound a little 
unfortunate mm-hmm. and disappointing mm-hmm. for maybe anybody listening that's like, oh, but I thought that it, I could just get there and be there and stay there. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Maybe you can. I'd, I don't know. What do you think? What do I think about that or self-trust in general? Or? Both. Yeah. I mean, similar to you, I think it is a, a journey and a process and all of those fun words, but I guess it really is. I get the way that I'm thinking about it is like a sense of like feeling like secure or grounded in kind of like in who you are or in your ability to be resilient or like basically like that you can like kind of like come home to yourself, like that it's rooted in like self-knowledge and self-awareness and self-regulation, like that a lot of those practices are are really what helps build like to self-trust or a self-trusting nature. And to your point, all of those things can wax and wane depending on what's going on in your life. So I don't think it's like a destination that you reach of like, okay, I've arrived at self-trust. Mm-hmm. Probably as as we go through different like phases of our life, our trust slash doubt in ourself will like increase or decrease over time, especially as we're faced with something new and different. I also think that the opposite isn't always, I mean, doubt, yes. And doubt like coupled with anxiety Mm. that it's so, I feel like when trust is absent for myself, Mm -hmm. that it's like, I'm filled with anxiety Mm -hmm. and that anxiety is, I mean, it can range from, did I turn the, you know, the stove off to something so much something so much bigger and like maybe even more even more seemingly real Mm -hmm. but when trust is high anxiety is much lower Mm -hmm. yes totally they're totally congruent there but i guess like you're you're maybe answering a question that i wanted to ask you which is do you trust yourself sometimes a work in progress mm-hmm. like i said <laughs> well how do you know like the times like mm-hmm. that you you feel like you do like how do you know that you do i feel like like the way that you described what trusting yourself is i feel like that's when i know it's like when i'm confident in something that i've done or i'm about to do mm-hmm. or and even something that i feel if i feel secure in something then i'm trusting myself mm-hmm. How about you? Well, I I guess I just wanted to make sure we highlight that because I think that does go into like what self-trust looks like is that sense of security, that Mm -hmm. sense of confidence um, in yourself or like in in your beliefs and who you are and what you're doing. Like that I think is important, like as a characteristic of self-trust. But do I trust myself? I think I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. I, I can't give like an emphatic yes Especially with like different areas of life. I was just going to say, like, there are definitely areas of my life that I feel like more confident in, but then there are a whole lot of aspects where I like, am am really trying to build self-trust around and it's uncomfortable uh, on both ends. It's like almost uncomfortable to be in a a self-trusting place. Like, wait, hold on. Like the doubt or like the anxiety. Where'd it go? It's it's, like, (laughs) helped me kind of, right? So it oh, sometimes like can can breed a little bit more insecurity around mm-hmm. like, wait, I'm feeling good about everything. What's going to happen? True. So there's that aspect of it. But 
Yeah, I think for me, self-trust is really hard. But I think a lot of that is because for so much of my life as a people pleaser, I've relied so much on the approval, on the guidance, on the opinions, on the affirmation of other people to to like affirm what I should be doing or who I should be or how I should be. And now that I like don't want to do that anymore and I need to figure this out, figure myself out for myself, it's been a challenge. Yeah. I mean, already changing from being a people pleaser to not (laughs) is already a challenge. Mm -hmm. And learning how to trust yourself in that process. I mean, it goes hand in hand. Totally, Mm -hmm. you're right. But it's like another added obstacle. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's definitely a barrier, right? Like self-trust is really challenging. Mm -hmm. And like we're talking about like, like whether it's different circumstances or maybe there's different areas in our life that we might feel more trusting of ourselves than others. But there are probably like some universal things that go into like why tr- trusting ourselves is difficult. And like I said, for me and and for many others, <clears throat> like being in a dynamic or or just like having a a trait about you that you might really seek out the opinions of others or like the validation from others, like is such a barrier to self-trust and like really gets in the way of us, like turning up the volume on our own voice and own thoughts about things. And, and like, it's so counterintuitive to, but like, we want the answer from someone else. Like we keep thinking someone else is going to give us the answer when really only we can figure out the answer that's right for us. But the more that we keep grabbing other people to give us the answer, the less confidence we are actually building in ourselves to figure it out. Like, I'm exhausted. Exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Why do you, I mean, like you said, like that's a barrier. What else do you think gets in the way of trusting ourselves? I think fear, fear is a huge thing or whether it's fear of failure along with that self-doubt, like just the idea that we're going to mess it up or mess it up, meaning our life or a decision or a relationship. Like I think fear is a huge barrier to, to self trust. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree. And I think like that fear comes from doubt and like sometimes that doubt is instilled in us when we're younger. And like, sometimes that self-doubt wasn't always self-doubt. It was outside doubt. Mm -hmm. And then it just, it gets perpetuated over time that it, we internalize it. And that's where our self-doubt grows. And I think like that can be a huge, that, yeah, that can be a huge barrier to, Mm -hmm. to your trust. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's like so hard to dig into that Mm -hmm. because it's been so, it's been so long. It's, you've been carrying this for so, so long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you bring up such good, like from a more macro level perspective around like, depending on what family upbringing someone has or cultural or religious upbringing someone has, like like self-trust isn't actually the always the goal or like what's encouraged. True. And so again, if you are kind of taught, whether it's explicitly or implicitly, that you need to defer to authority or you need mm-hmm. to defer to someone else, like 
it's going to feel really awkward and uncomfortable a foreign to have this idea that like oh i i'm gonna i'm gonna figure this out mm-hmm. like I, i'm it's okay for me to like li- try to try to figure out what i need but i i think as i'm saying this i think another barrier is that and maybe this goes along with people pleasing is that like i do find that like there are so many people that I'm, that i work with and also for myself like what often gets in the way of self-trust is just this idea that like we need to put others needs in front of our own mm-hmm. and that like so much of what we do is in service of other people that that again kind of like get makes like what we want and we what we need so cloudy or so like difficult to to understand or maybe has guilt associated with like actually doing things that like feel good to us or are good to us because they might have an impact on other people like so there's so much that gets in the way of like giving ourselves the permission even to trust ourselves yeah oh that's huge um yeah how are you supposed to trust yourself if you're like what you said before with deferring to other people mm-hmm. or like needing to seek out other people's approval and you're just if it's taught if you're taught for so long that it's not about yourself it's not about that internal that internal satisfaction of trust that you get but about the community and mm-hmm. about the the input from all these external things then yeah that's going to be really difficult for you to come to terms with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah well and that also speaks to identity in a way like and again depending on like your upbringing or or whatnot like there might be a certain influence around like your identity and what your role is like which could get in the way of self-trust but but like just to a more basic point like if you don't fully know who you are it's gonna be really hard to trust yourself like just like in any relationship like if you don't know someone mm-hmm. <laughs> how can you feel, how can you trust them and so like i think i think self trust and self knowledge and like a, a strong sense of identity have to go hand in hand Ooh, absolutely yeah and i like that that connection between with somebody else that you need to know them you mm-hmm. need to build that knowledge in them to be able to trust them. That doesn't just show up. Mm-hmm. The same goes for doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Which is why I think like there's such a thing as a quarter life crisis mm-hmm. or, or like when people are reaching retirement age or like when, like when parents are like launching their kids or like empty nests, empty nesters and all of that stuff. Like, there's such an identity shift around all of that stuff, which I think is where, where we see like, like so much self-doubt and like lack of self-trust and like, who am I? What do I want? What do I need? What are my hobbies? What what do I enjoy? Like all of that, that stuff. So I think that's when we might see like a heightened aspect of, of like self-doubt that gets in the way of self-trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's so interesting about all of those stages and the, the, the whole, who am I? kind of dilemma that people often look for outside help in figuring that out or in just like just thinking of somebody dropping everything and 
traveling the world because they need to find themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not about that. It's not about exploring somewhere else or something else, but exploring yourself Mm -hmm. and learning about yourself. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to travel the world or to change, uproot your life Mm -hmm. to figure that out. Mm -hmm. That people think it's so external when all the work is internal. Right. Yeah. We do outsource like our own, I don't know, health, happiness, Mm -hmm. like Growth. growth, all of that stuff. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So even when we do try to learn to trust ourselves by like finding our identity, Mm -hmm. sometimes we're doing it all wrong. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes. Maybe, you know, well-intended, but we're missing the mark a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking a lot about like what makes it hard to trust ourselves and like, and somewhat of what, what trusting ourselves looks like, but what, what do you notice when it, either you're noticing for yourself that like you're not trusting yourself or like just generally like what does it look like to not trust yourself? Mm-hmm. So I'm the person at a restaurant that, <laughs> this is a silly example, but I'm the person at the restaurant that never knows what to order. Mm. And I defer out mm-hmm. <laughs> to either who I'm with, like what they're getting. Like I always want to know what everyone else is getting ask the waiter like what's your favorite mm. thing and I'm always so disappointed when like they name something that I didn't even think to order and I'm like well that's not what I wanted mm-hmm. oh so see you have right. a sense of what you knew what you wanted yeah so there's like a set there's like a glimpse of it mm-hmm. but there's doubt mm-hmm. and I'm indecisive about like <laughs> like this is why it's a silly example it's like it's a meal mm-hmm. like it's one mm-hmm. meal mm-hmm. I'm like but it's this big decision mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. of like this could be the meal. Like this is like the meal that could be so good mm-hmm. or it could go so wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, a therapist might suggest that you be the first to order next time no. and see what happens. No. So I think you're not my therapist. <laughs> Build some of that self-trust. But no, I mean, I, it, I, I know you're saying it's a silly example, but I think it's a really good one. and such a relatable one. Gosh, restaurant ordering is such a funny thing. Like, gotta look up the menu beforehand. I study the menu. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, And and it's and I could write an exam. (laughs) I I really could. And when I get get there, and the menu is different than what is online. Oh no, Mm -mm. yeah, right. Ooh, really throw you off when they say the specials. Yeah. Always. I mean, well, mm-hmm. you just opened up a whole other door for me. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because it adds more, that adds more factors and variables and ways that you could possibly get it wrong or like not be totally satisfied or yeah. whatever. But just like indecisiveness in general, yeah. I think is such a, such a good indicator that like maybe your self-trust is lacking mm-hmm. and, you know, and they can be decisions as, as like small as what am I ordering from this restaurant to like, do I want to have children? Mm-hmm. Should I marry this person? What do I want to do in my career? Should like, I quit my job? Yes. Yeah, should I move all of these? So it could, it can range any, anywhere along that spectrum. And like the weight that even as you were saying, I know you were being hyperbolic as you were saying it, like this could be the <laughs> meal, <laughs> but like we do put so much pressure on, on the decisions to get them exactly right and perfect 
I was thinking about like way back, like kind of early in my career, I was working with someone who was making like needing to make a really big decision. And, and I like, it's not our job to like tell our clients like what to do, but she came in the next week. And, and I think we'd been like vacillating on this decision for like weeks together. And like, there was a deadline that she like needed to make a decision by, which was helpful. And then she came in and and she told me what decision she made. And I said, that was the right decision. And she said, but how did you know? And I said, because that's the one you made. And, uh, <laughs> but I think there is this, like the, the thing about, about, especially when it comes to decision-making is like, there is a part of us that, that knows. And I, what I think self-trust I I, ho- I want us to expand self-trust too. Not that we're going to make the right decision, but that the decisions we make hopefully are made with, you know, the as much made, we're making the best decision with the information that we have at hand. Okay. But even if it's not that self-trust is, even if I've made the wrong decision, I have enough trust in myself to be to be able to move on or move forward or adapt or like be resilient. Like for me that like, when I think about self-trust, that's what I think about. It's like, I'm not always going to get it right and I'll be okay. And it like that I'm still working on, but like, that is such a beautiful way to put it. And I think, and like, as you were saying that I was thinking about like the decision to go to grad school mm-hmm. and how difficult that that was because I didn't study psychology in undergrad. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I was a PR and advertising major and didn't think I was going to be a therapist, but then came to this, came to the field thinking or like a little while after graduating college. And I had this, I had this feeling that I really wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know if it was the right decision or the wrong decision. The only thing that I was thinking about was, the only thing I was thinking that could go wrong was, oh, well, crap, if this doesn't work out and I don't like this, I'm going to be in a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and that was okay enough for me to still go through with it. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that that's what you're saying in terms of like, I'm going to be okay either way. That mm-hmm. if this isn't, act- if, if, if this doesn't work out the way that I want it to, and I don't actually end up wanting to be a therapist, that I'm going to figure it out mm-hmm. and I'm going to work, I'm going to work through this. Mm-hmm. Because I had no idea how how would I have known that that actually was where I wanted to end up. Mm-hmm. Right. No way, no we way to can't know. predict the future. Yeah, we just can't. And I think that's where like anxiety really gets in the way of like our indecisiveness, or or rather our decisiveness. Like because anxiety tricks us into thinking that we should know all these things that we can't possibly know, and then we get into that like analysis paralysis state of like doing, I mean, some, some people, not, I mean, not everyone does this, but like all the pros and cons or like polling for opinions and like all the, all the things that like we try to do to help us feel like we know what the best decision is. And sometimes that's really helpful, but a lot of times that keeps us in indecision and, and fear. But I did, and speaking of anxiety, I did kind of want to like, that is another way that like this, like lack of self-trust shows up is not anxiety, generally speaking, like not as a like DSM-5 diagnosis kind of thing, but like in this preoccupation, sometimes like rumination, like this, this, like the thoughts that we, that like the sticky thoughts, the thoughts that we can't get off of. 
and people like really getting stuck in like the, an anxious state around whether it's essentially like around a lot of decisions. And I know we've done, we've done some talking about like really finding the difference between, or like how we distinguish between anxiety and intuition. And I feel like that really fits well with self-trust too, because anxiety, and especially in all of these like a little, little and big examples that we're talking about. Anxiety is, as we've talked about in our anxiety episode, often a freaking liar. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes such small data sets and generalizes them to like the biggest degree. And it's false, like not based in reason. And so like one way to distinguish between intuition, aka self-trust and anxiety, self-doubt is to like think about what the feelings are that you have when you are thinking about a, a decision. Is it is it a fear-based response that you're having? Or on the other side, like intuition is such a sense of groundedness, clarity, and intuition, like to pull from DBT a little bit, like you're in a wise-minded place of like integrating emotion and logic to help you come to a decision that is self-trust, right? Like getting to that wise place, self-trust is wisdom. Self-trust is like that, that confidence. And that confidence can really only come, that intuition can really only come when we can, can kind of like measure out both the logic and the emotion around things. And so I, I also wanted to kind of like introduce this as a, a concept here because intuition is like very akin to self-trust. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, people do mix, mix it up all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, like if somebody's like, I'm, it's my gut, my gut is telling me mm -hmm. that I should not do this. Mm -hmm. If you're not really looking into what, what those feelings are, if it's fear-based versus if it's like this grounded trust-based decision, mm -hmm. then if you're, you're not actually leading with your gut, you mm -hmm. are leading with that anxiety mm -hmm. and that fear mm -hmm. and then you might actually make the wrong decision. <laughs> well, I was thinking back to when Elizabeth DiDonato, our holistic dietitian, was on and talking about the gut-brain connection. And she talked about how we essentially, like, we first feel feelings in our gut. And what do we as therapists know about? Like, the first feeling that we get is, is a more reactive one. And so, like, if it's a gut feeling, okay, well, check yourself, miss. Like, let's... <laughs> Okay, like, let's listen to the gut feeling that you have. And like, again, see if it's grounded in anything other than like, just this like instinctual reaction that you're having, like, don't ignore it. But like, let's see if we can round it out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I love that. But but speaking of our body and our gut, another way that like a lack of self trust can come in is essentially like what we do with the information that our body tells us. And again, we've talked about this on, on previous episodes, but it, it seems to fit really well here in this self-trust episode because like our body is such a huge <laughs> part of ourselves. It <laughs> holds ourselves together and it is such a vessel for its own wisdom, its own information. We've talked again, same episode with Elizabeth, like our body is so smart. It's so intuitive. It knows us so well, so much better than we can actually know ourselves. And yet we always think we know better than our body. And as a result, we like 
often betray our, ourselves because we we abandon what our body is trying to tell us or ignore what our body is trying to tell us. And before I continue on, I, I just want to acknowledge I'm talking a lot. Is there anything that you want to? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm really heated about this topic. No, I mean, I, I think like it's, it's just so interesting that just like with the intuition versus it, the anxiety that we can we can choose to ignore these these like bodily functions that are so amazing that we have mm-hmm. and and that when we do and we end up like betraying our bodies we're telling we're telling our bodies that they're wrong mm-hmm. And we don't trust them. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. not, we're not doing ourselves any favors. We get all out of sync and, mm-hmm. and that throws everything off. And then we just become that much more distrusting of any of that process. And that mm-hmm. could be anything like, like literally body related, like, like getting on a new exercise regimen and not seeing the results that you want to see and thinking, well, my body, like something must be wrong here. Like something's like not working right. Something's like not, yeah, it's just like not happening. And that could be true, right? Like that could actually, like there could be other things going on. But if you're just making that decision purely based on time, Mm -hmm. the time that you did it, maybe you exercised once Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) or twice or like it has not been a consistent thing and you're you have this idea that well like i should have those results already mm-hmm. and you're getting impatient and you're feeling like like there's much more to it than it actually is mm-hmm. then yeah it just keep it just perpetuates the cycle mm-hmm. right right yeah all of that that self abandonment it just reminds me of what you were saying a few minutes ago about like this tendency that we have to like drop everything and outsource like our our healing or whatever um but like yeah like we have the greatest resource that we could possibly have which is like our own body that is really wise and yet we don't listen to it Mm -hmm. and like every and and like this is an active process that I'm like in right now as I've been sharing on this podcast like going through my own like health and body related stuff like I, I try to remind myself that like every time that I listen to a cue my body is telling me it's a way that I'm I'm like affirming this trust that I have in myself like I need to, I need to trust my body and that it's going to do its job. And, and like, it's going to, it's going to work itself out. Like it's a body. It knows what to do. And like, when, when we get into building self-trust and what that looks like, it's, that is a way in, like we have all this information if, if only we can use it. Mm -hmm. And I'm personally struggling against that right now as, again, my body's giving me all this information I'm feeling so impatient and so frustrated with it. And I wanted to hurry the heck up and like, I don't know, fix itself. And and that's not being very kind, patient, trusting at all. And so like, I'm trying to notice that for myself, but like for me personally, like I really quickly go to like self-doubt mm-hmm. when I'm not, when I'm like impatient 
it's like a very real version of like trust the process mm-hmm. and I don't want to No, <laughs> there's so much resistance to that mm-hmm. anytime in like any context and there the reason the reason is because like we we want that that immediate gratification we want that confirmation mm-hmm. and, and it's like it's like being a kid and trusting that Santa exists mm-hmm. that like you just have this belief and you don't need confirmation. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. Is it cool to like, hear some, here's some sleigh bells on the roof. Yeah. But like you're a kid and you just believe it. Mm-hmm. And so you just trust that that's that, that is. And then like you get older and like start to doubt mm-hmm. and you start to think, well, we, it's kind of weird. How's this guy get around the world in <laughs> a few hours? And so you start to doubt the whole process and you need the confirmation to have the belief mm-hmm. and like, okay, Santa, silly, silly example. Cause mm-hmm. it's like so sad. He doesn't really exist, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but in these, in these very real life examples, we're not leading with trust. Mm-hmm. We're leading with doubt and waiting for the confirmation to confirm the trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right. like it's backwards. Yes. Well, and again, it's like, and we're not even doing ourselves a good enough service to like, look at the full picture like what what wise children there are to like be trying to like calculate like how one man gets around the world in just a few hours but like it's it's so interesting like going back to this like decision making stuff like we we might like fixate on like well i I've, i've done the wrong things in the past or like i've made mistakes in the past or whatever but like we forget a okay well you got from that point to this point so like you were okay and you make thousands of decisions every day and and you know how to do that and i think we forget like when we are like faced with like a, something that like calls attention to our our need to trust ourselves like we forget about all the things that we do that indicate that we actually do trust ourselves like i I know what time I need to go to bed every night. I don't always do it, but like, I know, like you said mm-hmm. about the restaurant, like I have a sense that like, or, or like uh, the, the, there's like a study around, like if you flip a coin and you know, one thing is heads and the other is tails, like you'll know what you wanted based on what was, what was called. Mm-hmm. Like if, ta- if you, if you really wanted the thing that was heads, and then tails was chosen, like you'll know that. And so like there, we do have this information in us and we we work off this information like every day, like around like, okay, I'm thirsty, I'm gonna drink water. Like that's self-trust. Like I, like I decided I was gonna have, I don't know, tacos for lunch, like self, self-trust. Like I knew when to feed myself. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I think we forget that we have the capacity to trust ourselves. Right. Because we're not looking at those little things that we're always doing. Like you said, it's like thousands of things Mm -hmm. like every day. Mm -hmm. And we're just seeing these bigger picture things, things that seem challenging to us where we're we're either there's some light shown on, I don't trust myself or I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so moving a little bit closer to like our, our like, our podcast final destination today of like, like, how do we build self-trust? Like, I think, I think it might be important for us to like, think about how 
like our journey towards self-trust might relate to, because I I feel like self-trust is an abstract concept. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can try to like relate it or bridge the gap between like how we build trust in ourselves compared to like how we might build it with others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I mean, I think you, you said it before with needing to learn about somebody Mm -hmm. needing to, to really know somebody in order to build that trust. Mm -hmm. And so part of building trust in yourself is the same being able to learn about yourself and really know, like some people don't, don't take those cues even like, Mm -hmm. like we're, we're talking about drinking water and like getting that cue as like maybe something that we're not thinking about. Some people might not think about those things. People aren't listening to those bodily functions or those like cues because they're not really knowing themselves. They're not really tuning into their, their, their minds, their bodies, their emotions. And yeah, so that's, that's a place to, Mm -hmm. to, to look at that comparison Mm -hmm. is that we need to really know somebody and we need to know ourselves. Right. Well, and then like what breaks trust in others is often betrayal. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like there's a rupture in the in in the trust between two people when there is a betrayal. And yet, what did we just talk about? Like all the ways that we betray ourselves by maybe not attending to our needs, just like our basic needs. Like that's something that can erode trust in ourselves. Like when we're not listening, when we're not paying attention, and then we're not acting on those cues. And so like think like to really think about that, like when we do this in relationships, it it can jeopardize that relationship and the trust in that relationship. So what does that do to ourselves? I mean, also when we, it's like, it's also just shown in how we treat other people. Mm-hmm. So we talked a lot about patience before and that we often feel like, when we feel like we're not trusting ourselves, we're being really impatient. But when we're trying to learn about somebody else, and we're trying to build trust in somebody else. There's there's a lot of patience that goes along with that, mm-hmm. and so and there's like a lot of grace, and there's like a, a a length of time. So we're just in general a lot kinder mm-hmm. to other people and their their process and that that process of building trust in them. Mm-hmm. Than, than we usually are with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that goes along with like maybe the self-compassion that we have for somebody else and mm-hmm. like knowing that, okay, like maybe, maybe this was not the person for me to tell that secret to, mm-hmm. but I can trust them in these ways, just not maybe that other one. Mm-hmm. And so, so learning how to weed out those certain things you can do you can do with yourself too like we were saying before i trust myself in certain ways and and so do you but you also don't trust yourself in certain ways and so you don't know that unless you're trying to learn that Mm -hmm. and and that's what you do with other people you you test the waters and you figure it out through experiences and through trial and error Mm -hmm. yes that that was what was i what i was going to say is that like trust trust and taking risks kind of go hand in hand mm-hmm. because like part of like with with trust there's a little bit of like a blind faith or you are like putting your heart in some ways in in someone else's hands 
And that is risky, particularly maybe when there has been a rupture, like to rebuild trust is really risky because you don't really know if someone can meet you where you need to be met. And, um, and so I think like there is some amount of risk taking that I think is, is important in building self trust as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's probably a lot of part of, that's probably one of the reasons that people shy away from it too. Mm-hmm. In addition to all the other reasons that we, that we were talking about or not, not even shy away from it, but just don't attempt to, to try and trust themselves because they know that it comes along with risks. Mm-hmm. And if you're not somebody that likes that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you like to play it safe, playing it safe has has its perks because you you're living in this comfort bubble mm-hmm. but it, you're also missing out on so much more mm-hmm. yeah so true yeah yeah there are there is a lot of benefit to like playing it safe again like deferring to others like when i was talking about people pleasing before like there's a part of it that it, like is so exhausting and i don't like it but like it's also easy and i know it's expected of me and it doesn't feel really risky. And I like that. I like the comfort of that. But it also is like such a blocker <laughs> to uh, to me, like back to me. Yeah. So should we get into some ways to yeah. to, to do the do the thing, to build the trust? Do the thing. Yeah. As we get into that, I think we can just highlight some of the some of the things that we've already talked about that can help with building trust. One of those being understanding what might be getting in the way. Uh, we talked a lot about deferring to other people and and why that might be going on in your life. Whether like Amy, like you were saying, with maybe it's a religious uh, upbringing or something that was instilled in you at a young age. That just trying to understand where those where those barriers are coming from and then starting to understand and learn about yourself, Mm -hmm. learn about your body, learn about your identity, learn about you. And that happens from within Mm -hmm. that happens. That's an internal process. I mean, you can have help with it in therapy, of course, (laughs) but, um, but again, it is like something that you're, you're going through yourself. And then another uh, going along with that and understanding you understanding your body is just this this delineation between trusting yourself, your intuition and whether or not it's anxiety. I think that was just a huge one that that you brought up that that people can start to mm-hmm. try to understand the difference between. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I think as you were just saying, I think the only path to get like really clear on what what is what what and what your intuition is is to spend time with yourself listening to yourself really like truly (laughs) and and i have shared this with you before i don't know if any any of our listeners have read untamed by glennon doyle but she gives this example of a time that she like she'd, she'd been like really circling around a lot of self-doubt and people pleasing and whatnot. And she talked about just kind of like continuing to like retreat back to herself and just spend time literally alone with herself, listening to herself and realizing like, I'm asking everyone for the answer, but the answer is within me. And like, again, like I love that, that part of her book and 
it is just such a reminder. That's the only way we're going to, we're going to really get clear on what, what, again, the answer is for ourselves. The, the road to, to self-trust is if we actually listen to ourselves, like really spend the time listening and knowing ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And then some, some more like, some more things that people can begin to do. And this also relates to what you do for other people Mm -hmm. is to keep promises to yourself. Mm -hmm. So we talked about betrayal. I mean, as soon as you break a promise to yourself, you're telling yourself that you, that you couldn't do it. You're telling yourself that you're incapable. You're telling yourself this, this entire narrative that is not the one that you went, that you set out to do in the first place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that promise can be something really small or that promise can be something really, uh, really deep and really important. Either way, you're breaking it is not helping you build your trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, one of my favorite examples of, of, of this is um, like hitting snooze in the morning. I know it's hard, but like, that's like, imagine if you, if every day you start your day hitting snooze, you're starting your day, breaking a promise to yourself Mm -hmm. saying, I I was planning to wake up at this time and I'm not going to. And like, that's again, and then maybe intense example, mm-hmm. maybe you planned, you planned into snooze, maybe that's right. part of your morning. Setting multiple alarms. I'm going to tell you something that happened last <laughs> night. So my husband set an alarm for himself and he was getting up much earlier than I was getting up. We have like our, our light alarm clock mm-hmm. that wakes up at seven, mm-hmm. I think. And then like he was setting one to get up way earlier. He would, he was setting two, one for 5.55, which like, if you were getting up for six, that's not morning. Um, I know you, I know you get it. <laughs> and then set one for 605. And I was like, no, hold on. Your 555 one is going to wake me up. And also like, just set the 605 one mm-hmm. and get up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he ended up doing because I heard one and then I was like, oh, it's early. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I went back to sleep. Wow. He didn't trust himself enough to wake no, up at 555. He didn't. Ah, if you're listening. <laughs> that's what that was <laughs> lack of self-trust but yeah those those little those little promise little and big promises that that we make like when we say we're going to show up for ourselves to try to show up for ourselves um that's a that's a, a way to build self-trust and like self-respect mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. um but also similar to something that you were saying before in terms of like ways that that trust shows up in other people or in our relationships with others is around compassion, like that we are so much more patient and forgiving and graceful and compassionate with other people. And if we are able to like reflect that back to ourselves, that is such a builder of self-trust because again, it's kind of like, like that sentiment of like, okay, like maybe you didn't get, maybe you didn't get get it right, but like, you're okay. Like that's the compassion that you would extend extend to someone else or mm-hmm. or if someone was really struggling with a decision or not knowing you would say like it's going to be okay like it's that resilience builder yeah yeah right, right. you were saying that you might not mm-hmm. make a decision that mm-hmm. worked out for you mm-hmm. and, and and you can still come back from it right right and and along with the self compassion that helps replace a lot of the anxiety and ruminating talk around like the pressure around the decision and you need to make the right decision or your life is going to fall apart or you are like, you're so stupid. Like, how do you not know yourself yet? Like the, none of that is compassionate talk. None of that. Again, as if we think about, if you were to say that to somebody else, 
that would completely disrupt your relationship. And you say that to yourself all day long. So like, yeah, incorporating more self-compassion is, is a, on the path, puts you on the path to self-trust. Mm-hmm. Right. All of these are really like trust path builders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're bricks in the road. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like we said, it's, it's a process. It's a journey. <laughs> and another one of those is, is to set and maintain boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like making a promise to yourself that you're putting in these these boundaries in place. Like you're deciding to not call your your parents on your way home from work, <laughs> then because you're trying to create a different boundary with them, then maintaining that is like a promise. Maintaining that and 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 working to to make that boundary a reality and not just something that you, that you wish was there. Mm-hmm. It is like a different version of a promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because it helps you like, again, maintain a sense of self in a big way. Mm-hmm. Additionally, like things that can help build self-trust are really developing healthy habits or practices really around self-care and self-love that like making sure that you are building in spaces and places where you are attending to and caring for yourself can can really help to build self-trust. Mm-hmm. Right. And also honoring your emotions. Mm-hmm. So we, we've done that in a lot of different ways here today in this episode, that when you actually learn about the emotion that you're having and you and you decide okay, well, maybe like I'm, I'm hurt by what happened and I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can do X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I'm going to sit in this for a little while mm-hmm. because this, this really did, this really did hit me. And I, and I thought that it was going to go differently. Mm-hmm. So trusting yourself isn't always like coming out on top and, mm-hmm. and feeling really great, but sometimes it's just sitting in, in the losses and sitting in, in those times that it didn't work out and giving yourself that comfort to then move forward. Totally. Yeah, no, I love that. Well, and again, it, it speaks to the resiliency piece too, of like, we all go through really hard things, like, and like humanity is really resilient and like, and so are you. Um, And so like, kind of hold, like you're saying, kind of holding space for both, not like any of this toxic positivity nonsense, but like, like, yeah, feel the feelings and also have the intuition, the wisdom, the knowledge that like, you can, you, you've done hard things before you can do hard things again, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Another one that like, for me has been so meaningful is really identifying your values and take action that's in alignment with them. And like, particularly like a lot of my self-doubt actually relates to like running a business. And one of the things I shared on the episode that we talked, it was like Revive's birthday episode is that like, whenever I feel swallowed by doubt or I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing or how to do it, like coming home to those values and, and my like deep sense of what's important to me 
like is so grounding and helps me figure out the next step or where to go. But identifying those values was hard. And again, I shared that on the, on the episode of like, ah, like, who are we? What do we do? Who, what do we like? What do we want to do? Who do we want to be? But like, when I took the time to really step back and, and like listen to myself, but also observe around me what was important to me, it was much easier to figure that out. And that again is like my compass, my roadmap, um, whenever I feel lost or at a place of self-doubt. I mean, we, we had a whole episode where we talked about like priorities and values. And, and so I think that's, that's totally worth a listen here for, for anybody needing to look, look inward and try to figure out their identity that values are a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. And like values of a business, like huge part of, of, of understanding what what you're really setting out to do. Mm-hmm. I know it really helps me for Revive when I'm, you know, doing marketing and mm-hmm. like coming back to the values, like, does this make sense to mm-hmm. what we're trying to put out there? If yes, okay, great. <laughs> if no, okay, how can this, mm-hmm. can this fit? Does this work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, values are so helpful. Mm-hmm. So that is our whole list of how to start building trust in yourself. And I'm sure there are lots of other ways to do that. Again, we'd love to hear from you on on ways that, what helps you? What mm-hmm. helps you um, build trust in yourself? What hasn't helped you? Why is it? Why are you struggling with it? So definitely shoot us shoot us an email and mm-hmm. Amy, will, Amy will tell you how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell, you, tell you where to send it. Yeah. But I think I'd also be curious to know too, like also how do you recognize trust in yourself? Because it's there. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. You've made it this far. Even um, those little ones, like yeah. you were talking about, like the little cues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, let us let us know. And uh, in, in a few minutes, I'll tell you how. But uh, <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> but first, of course, we have to ask each other about self-care. And I won't be indecisive today. Mm. I will not. I am going to... I'll go first. Whoa. Okay. okay. Let's do this. Okay. So what's on your menu? Okay. My menu, I'm ordering, I'm going to call it, I feel like I order a lot of main courses. And I was, I was thinking about that recently, uh, actually on my way here today, because I was trying to think of what I wanted to order. And, and I was like, I need, I need more bite-sized self-care in my life. But I was like, but do I have more bite-sized self-care? Do I have more appetizers than I think I do? I need to think about this. Mm-hmm. And I was like a whole self-care, like <laughs> identity crisis. Identity crisis. No, but it was like this little self-care check-in that like, so, so typically, you know, I'm coming to this with, with either having thought about something or, or like through, through our podcast or through what you say, then I'm, then I like figured it out what my self-care is going to be, but I don't think I'm checking in with myself enough. Mm. And like, so I, I, I need to do a better job of that because I was trying to think of like the appetizers that are in my life and I couldn't, I couldn't think of them. Mm. So I, I, I recognize that I need more appetizers. This is a main course. And the main course is that similar to you, I have a lot of family birthdays this month. So I've just been spending a lot of time with family and it's just been great with both, both like in-laws and, and my family. So I'm just, I'm just sitting in that mm-hmm. all the, all the family time mm-hmm. and I'm just soaking it up. Cause I feel like there are just times of the year where you just have all that mm-hmm. family together time. And then there are these lulls. And so I'm really trying to embrace it now for, for when those lulls happen mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I'm missing it. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. So uh, as you were like doing your self-care reflection and, and thinking about, 
your lack of appetizers? Is it is it that you don't have appetizers in your life or that it's hard to identify that's, what they are? That's what I'm going to try to figure out. Mm-hmm. Like, do I have appetizers mm-hmm. or am I just going straight for the main course mm-hmm. and forgetting about those those mini moments? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to get back to you. Mm-hmm. Let you know next time. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Okay. Okay. I'll ask. Yeah. Ask what's on your app. What you're ordering uh, as an appetizer. Yeah. Yeah. What Mm. is on your menu? Okay. I am trying to like conceptualize this in a way that like makes sense outside of my brain. So like I might do some external processing as as we're... That's the best kind. As we're talking about this. But I have been... If not inching, if not nearing burnout, burnout, then like definitely burnt out lately and for a lot of reasons like you know you know a lot's going on here a lot a lot's happening but it's it's been quite some time since i've had some time off and anyway so i i mean catherine knows that like last week when we were meeting i was like definitely not in in a great place and since then i've had this epiphany (laughs) that has completely changed my mindset and and it's really about like my use of resources, my own, like my own resources, like my time, my energy, my care, like how I'm spending like those very like finite resources. And I needed to like essentially do an audit of that. And I like had this You're an audit queen. I, I, I love an audit. I think I think our CFO is run, rubbing <laughs> off on me. And I, I guess I, I like needed to like rebudget basically like where I was spending my care. And I just like had this epiphany that like I don't know, this visual of of like there are faucets in my life and there are drains. And I'm giving so much energy to the drains in my life and not enough energy to the faucets. And so I just like realigned my priorities essentially and and just have been like pouring into the things that pour back into me. And that, like, I can't even tell you the relief that that's felt like, but the the most important thing I'm pouring into is myself as well. And I've like, really been trying to like intentionally carve out time for myself, like even at the expense of work, but if it's not a faucet, I don't care (laughs) or not that I don't care, but like, it's a back burner. Like I don't, I don't answer my emails like until 10 AM, like, okay, then that's fine. They don't need to be answered at 6 AM and I can go for a long walk or watch the bachelor or, you know, hang out with my cat. Like I can do anything that I want to do because I'm the most important resource in my life. <laughs> so I'm like trying to, I'm in like day three. Yeah. But it, this mindset is needed. And I mean, I think you can t- see that I'm in a very different place than I was last week. <laughs> but, but yeah, just like I needed, I was feeling really lost last week and like talk about self-doubt and lack of self-trust. And, and I just like came back to this, like what my values are, what's important to me, what my priorities are and like, and then act accordingly. And that, that feels like a three course meal, to be honest with you, because in some ways it's meant like a revamp of my life or like the way I'm showing up in my life, but it's also filled with like adequate appetizers, main courses and desserts as well. 
So that's what's on my menu. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so excited to ask you details. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm happy to share off mic. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. When did you have the epiphany? On Monday. I was actually listening to a podcast. Which you well. <laughs> Obviously, my favorite. But I, I forget which which podcast it was. But I clicked on it because the oh oh it was Jenna Kutcher like the Gold Digger podcast, which I never listened to. It's always in my queue. But I was just kind of like out of things to listen to, and the episode was something like how this CEO only works sixteen hours a week, yeah. and I was like, okay. And so I I listened to it, and there was something about. They, she, Jenna, and whoever her guest was, I forget, um, were kind of like talking about just like a concept in business. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not like, yeah, uh, duh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And the minute I was able to like wrap my brain around like how to like put this information into, into action in a way that made sense for me was, so it was Monday and it's like, it's like instant mood lift, instant energy change. And yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so excited for you. Thanks. I feel excited too. I hope I can keep it up. Yay. So, yeah. Very cool. So it sounds like, so I'm going to check in with you about your self-care check-in <laughs> and um, and your apps. And then I would love if you can check in with me about my faucet, faucet and drain situation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Deal. <laughs> okay. This is why it's helpful to have a self-care like buddy in a way to like keep make sure we're doing what we need to do. (laughs) Get yourself one. Okay. Well, thank you so much for for following along, for listening to this episode. If you've gotten this far, if you've made it this far, something must have resonated with you. You must have liked something that you heard. So share it with a friend, share it with someone who you think it could also resonate with. Give us a review, um, tell us what you liked and make sure you're following us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe and watch us on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. And that's where all of those episodes of Reactivity TV are. You can follow us on Instagram at ReviveCFW on our website, revivecfw.com. Send us those emails to wishingyouwell at revivecfw.com, letting us know all about your experience with self-trust and uh, and self-doubt, as well as what else you might want us to talk about, any questions you might have that you want us to answer. And you can also follow Catherine at Catherine Van Eyck on Instagram and me at Amy Albero LCSW. But until next time, we are wishing you well. Mm-hmm.